Hello and welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and today I'm joined by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Ash Paulson. No guests today, I reached out to quite a few, but everybody's kind of busy today, so... (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) hey, those times happen, so uh, it's just just the way it goes. But uh, uh, I guess before we get too far, actually, before we get too far, I'm going to jump right into this, have it right out out as soon as possible. As always, on Mondays, we are sponsored by The Game Orb, and The Game Orb is a fledgling channel that is focused mostly uh, mostly on Nintendo content until recently. While they are still running Let's Plays of Nintendo games like Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, going forward, they're covering games on the Xbox Series X like Portal Still Alive and Rocket League as part of a fresh daily upload schedule. Uh, so be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description. Plus, we'll have uh, likely a pinned message in the uh, chat. Yep. And uh, right yep. Now. Thank thank you for that. As well as their friend, the Galactic Reaper. Check both of them out. We recently got Game Orb uh, past 350 subs, and our next goal is 400. So oh, yeah. we're yeah. working our way there. Let's get them there. If you could just go, uh, yeah, go check out the Game Orb and Galactic Reaper. Check out their awesome content. Subscribe to their channel. Let's get Game Orb over 400 subs if we can. The Game Orb, thank you so much for your incredible support of our channel right from the very beginning. Very beginning. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much. But uh, yeah, how is uh, how is how is your weekends? Bad. Oh, <laughs> well, crap. Sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, as you all know, I missed our... our uh, oh, we lost Dash's back. No, okay. uh, uh, my camera was frozen, so yeah, I'm No I'm worries. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I lost Saturday, like entirely. I woke up, uh, I told Ash, I think, I was feeling really bad. Like, just my stomach was hurting, like it was full of knives or something. I don't know, I probably ate something bad or something like that, and around, I woke up around 6 and... By noon, I was just like, yep, it's time to take a nap. And I forgot to tell Ashley that we had an EP stream. I forgot to set an alarm. I just fell asleep, (laughs) and she felt so bad for me that she was like, I'm going to take the kids, get out of the house, let him just sleep this off. And then I woke up on Sunday (laughs) at 4 in the morning. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm glad you're feeling better, man. I felt great after I woke up, but I have no idea what happened. You went to sleep at noon and woke up at 4? That's a – wait, 4 – 16 hours of sleep? 16 hours. Wow. And Holy I, crap. I regret nothing. <laughs> I, no, I, know, I'm so I, glad I regret you're missing our EP stream for sure, but uh, apparently I really needed to sleep. I was very tired. My God. I mean, you did, you did miss an epic, epic Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tournament win by yours truly, Steve. I have to say. You I missed, don't think he, my presence would have goodness. changed the outcome. He, he cheated <laughs> mercilessly. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I, I game sharked all over the place. Yeah. The weird right. thing is we found out apparently the online for Quake on Switch kind of sucks because it did not want to start from your ash. So oh, guess man. we yeah. should have. Apparently it's only the Switch version that's broken right now for the online play. So we were going to play Quake and Mario Kart, but very quickly we realized it's just going to be Mario Kart because Quake's nope. not working yet. A lot of reviews reviewed the Switch version of Quake, at least they claim to, and nobody mentioned the that's fact so that the online weird. did not work. That is really interesting. Uh, our good friend and previous guest, uh, MVG, worked on Quake, the, these new iterations of Quake, and I believe 
he was actually involved with the Switch port directly. I could be wrong. It was either Switch or Xbox, hmm. and I don't remember which one he did, but I'm fairly certain it was uh, Switch. So I wonder if he would know anything about that. Maybe. Maybe? I Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. Because, Derek, I know you found a forum, uh, like a forum topic, asking about the issue we were having, but it was locked by a moderator because it was in the wrong th- like area of the forum. Well, right? Somebody somebody else found that. I forget who, but somebody else found that. I found one that complained about it on PC and a workaround for it, okay. but apparently it's been fixed by now. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. So That's it's just... So, uh, yeah. It was a it was Rob. It was Rob who looked that nice. up. So. Yeah, Rob also mm-hmm. clarifies that MVG worked on the Switch, Xbox, and a little bit on the PC versions of this uh, Quake re-release, which is cool. We should have him on to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. Every time he releases a game, apparently. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just uh, makes sense. NEB getting us started with our good wordplay on Monday early, early in the week. One of my favorite desserts is Cheese Quake. I love it, Eddie. Quake. I love it. That sounds now so I just gross. Want, I know, but I also really want does. it. <laughs> I, I, I still, I, it makes me think of cheesecake and i just want cheesecake now so there right. there, there it is mm. um yeah i this this past weekend i uh did a, a you know nothing too crazy uh though i did um finally finish up the discussion on uh ace attorney uh greatest attorney part one that was a lot of fun Steadily working my way through Grady's Attorney Two right now. I'm in uh, in just started case two, and hopefully we'll get that up pretty soon because Aunt and Ted are both ahead of me. Vacationing kind of things kind of uh, disrupted that, um, but uh, hopefully should catch up and uh, definitely want to have it up by the end of before the end of September. So. Nice. Nice. I'm in uh, my wife and I played a little a little bit over the weekend. We are right squarely in the middle of case three. Don't know exactly how far along we are, but we're in the part two of the trial in case three. And uh, now we've, of course, met the prosecutor, Von Zeeks. And ooh, quite the character. Yeah, quite the character. He's uh, what uh, he appears to be the racist prosecutor. And it's really intense. <laughs> we talked He's, about that. He is oh, racist. Yes, he is. Man, he it's really awkward. The fact they get through it. And the fact is like my learned Nipponese friend. <laughs> terrible. Oh. Terrible. We're just sitting there. My, my wife and I are sitting there playing. And we're like, oh, my God, how much? This guy's just so, so racist, and we're like, oh, we just, it makes you want to beat him that much more, though. Like, like it makes you want to, you know, break down his case and win the case that much more. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. It's it's good stuff. Case three is my favorite, actually. Of the that's fir- what you said. Yeah, one, I'm really so. enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. Case four and five are still really good, but I three is three was it just ended up being my favorite. I am looking nice. up, looking forward to uh, seeing cases three, four, and five of two, though, because every like. I, I got one of Ant Dude's classic. Oh man, ooh, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I still need Very to start nice. those games. I really want to, um, but I've been told by multiple people that if you're into like true crime series, that Ace Attorney is really good. Scratches that itch, and uh, Ashley loves true crime stuff. So I keep oh, trying to like goad her into playing it with me. She'd like it. She'd That's, like it. Yeah, I think she'd like it. That's what I think too. Which is why. I, oh my Holy god! Crap. <laughs> All right, well, um, Ashley is a wonderful person, Steve, but I think we should get the Super Chats. Uh, (laughs) We got one before this, but so I'm going to go in order. But uh, Jacob Tucker with a $5 Super Chat, thank you so much going, hey, Gigi, I don't know about y'all, but I really hope there's a Nintendo Direct this week because I'm already antsy for Nintendo news. I 
yeah, I am um, excited for that. I'm hoping for one. I just hope it's not yeah. next week, specifically yep. Friday, because I'm good. My That's mom's tough. wedding is coming up on uh, on the 11th, and I'm like, I'm not going to be the, around Friday, Saturday, Ooh. and Sunday. So. I was going to say, like, I hope it's not this week because, you know, Steve and I are traveling to PAX this week. And so it's going to be a bit of a busy week for us. But at the same time, when you put it like that, Derek, maybe it would be better to have it this week. Well, maybe I don't know, because maybe next week makes a little bit more sense just because uh, I should still be around for like Tuesday through Thursday, of course, Monday through Thursday up until Friday. It's just, yeah, we don't know. So the week after that, I'd be fine with. I know we have to wait longer, but I'm I'm. I would be selfish waiting as well, but I do have to give Jacob a little bit of credit because there is precedent for this. There is Uh, not necessarily a direct, but Nintendo did uh, a few years ago at PAX West on the very first day announced the new 3DS. (laughs) They were just like, right. And and I remember going to uh, our Nintendo rep at the time and being like, Hey, that DS you just announced on the first day of PAX, it has to be here. Right. And they're like, no, absolutely not. It's not here at all. I remember that. <laughs> it's it's around, it's like, right. It's like, it's just there. Yep. Uh, the only time that worked out is when they, I was going to one of those classic post E3 uh, meetups with Nintendo. And the day I was going, uh, they announced the SNES, the SNES classic. So I was, I did not know anything until I was already on the, like, I was going through the streets and all of a sudden Andre Andre gets a hold of me. He's like, SNES Classic. I'm like, what? (laughs) And he's like, Uh ask if they have it. Ask if they have it. And I'm like, get there. It's like, so I heard you guys announced something. And like, yep, here it is. And it was right there for me to get pictures of and all that. I remember that. Mm -hmm. That's when I first learned about all the games involved because I didn't even get any of that. I just saw it was announced. So right, it's like, oh, crap. Star Fox 2 is here. Yeah, Nintendo's, Nintendo's timing on things like that can be very odd. Uh, yeah. just they they there has to be a plan, but I wonder who makes it and what factors into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, there's a reason we froked, fr- froked, freaked out. <laughs> it's because uh, Storysmith with an immensely generous, holy crap, uh, ninety nine dollar ninety nine cent uh, super chat. Thank you wow. so, yeah. so much. And absolutely send them some good vibes because they're saying need some good vibes sent my way because my 60, 60 plus year old mom has broken her elbow last Friday and the hospital we went to sent her home with just painkillers and said to come back to said to come back today only to tell it's too serious and tell us to go to a trauma center this Wednesday. I really hope that the whole COVID resurgence isn't what's clogging up the hospital for. Um, But it's means just one of those things like. Really, you send her home with painkillers? That's ridiculous. So I, I just hope she, she gets. Her elbow. Yeah, seriously. Just I, I, I mean, that, I that hope it gets fixed like up. A, like a thing that they would take care of immediately. I mean, I've, I've. You would been think. Unfortunate yeah. enough to break a bone once in my life. I wish it upon no one ever. I've um, never done it, thankfully. And it is, uh, it, it, it's. I mean, as medical procedures go it is probably one of the less complicated things to deal with because you don't have to suss out what's wrong. You know, what's wrong. Yeah, it's um, quite obvious. Right. Yeah. And I, I just want to say story Smith one. Thank you so much for the super chat. It's incredibly generous too. Um, as somebody whose mom is also, 
you know, in that same age range. I, I appreciate your concern. My mom's got something going on with her foot right now. Uh, and doctors similarly seem to just be like, eh, you know, like we'll get to it when we get to it. So I understand your frustration. I hope your mom gets better real soon. I hope they take care of her elbow, her arm, you know, whatever yeah. is going on. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely share how you feel about this. It is despicable. Like when someone you care about is in pain and the people who, whose job it is to help seem, seem to not take it indifferently. Yeah. Yeah. Story Smith, Story Smith, seriously, thank you so much for your incredibly generous donation. But most importantly, we're all pulling for you and your mom. We hope she, you know, she gets the care that she needs and good vibes to both of you. I'm really sorry that happened. And I hope she's, better and on the men sooner rather than later thank you so much yeah thank you let's i i can't really say it enough or emphatically you know just putting all my heart out there because i i hope i hope she's okay i it's For sure keep truly, us updated. yeah just get her definitely yeah, let us know yeah keep us updated so here's hoping um but uh well with uh <laughs> that said shall we get to the news yeah let's do it all right yeah lighten the mood a bit we'll uh we'll just default back to where we were well done all right so default two has surpassed nine hundred and fifty thousand units in sales and remember this is a switch exclusive so that's pretty dang good i'm actually very uh pleased with that number even though i haven't picked up myself i kind of need to play the other ones uh and of course uh square enix also announced that it's coming to pc so it's no longer switch exclusive which should greatly open it up and really increase those sales but that's great i'm glad this series is doing so well for for uh square enix and has this sort of modest would you say double a it has to be a double a title at this point i would say so at this yeah i would say so at this point yeah, and, and I mean, it's obviously, you know, done well enough that they are going to bring it to PC, which is, you know, good news. I, I have gone on the record saying that I have my own criticisms of Bravely Default 2 compared to Bravely Second, which I do think is a lot better. But uh, I have enjoyed what I've played of Bravely Default 2, and certainly, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see the series continue to be successful uh, sales-wise because I want the series as an idea and as a concept to keep on going. I love that this represents kind of their classic Final Fantasy brand of, of RPG series right now. And I want to see this series continue. I just hope they, you know, do a proper Bravely Third or maybe just bring back some of what I loved about Bravely Second so much. No, we're going to get a Bravely Second way, Two. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Bravely Second Two. Bravely Second but yeah, Second. I, I'm just glad that this, uh, you know, that this series continues to catch on and do well sales-wise because I think it uh, fills a niche that otherwise doesn't quite exist for Square. And I uh, appreciate that. I'll yeah, it's. Say, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's. It's nice that like we got Dragon Quest for, you know, mostly classic JRPGs, RPG stuff. But that's you know Dragon Quest. It's a little bit different from Final Fantasy. Bravely Default fulfills classic Final Fantasy um, wishes. I'd right. say. Yeah, yeah I think new. so too. That makes sense. I just uh, like I enjoyed the original Bravely Default on the D. 3DS. 3DS. <laughs> and mm. I I don't know what it is. I just haven't been able to pick up any of the other games and really I, I think it's just kind of the curse of RPGs that I look at sure. them and I get intimidated by the by the runtime and I just don't allow myself to get absorbed into them too much. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that, you know. But if I had to play an RPG at this point, I feel like I would still look to either Dragon Quest Eleven or Persona Five first and I'd want to beat those. Makes um, sense. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would love to have the time to play these. And I think that's where I'm at with it. Uh, I look yeah. at this and I'm like, I forgot Bravely Default 2 came out. I was like, oh, that game did it's, release. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, thinking back to February, it's hard to remember some of these things. But uh... yeah, it, Game of the Year will be interesting this year, though. I, I will be the first to admit, unfortunately, I don't think Bravely Default 2 is in the running for me for Game of the Year. Um, no, I'm not going to play. This has been just a really good year. <laughs> As uh, yeah. Juan in our live audience patron chat points out, uh, but Ash, the producer said, sorry for Bravely Second for some reason. And yeah, for some reason. I, I remember that story. I remember reading it and, and thinking, am I the only one over here thinking like Bravely Second was awesome? Why are you apologizing? I, I don't want developers to apologize for their games or feel like they need to anyway. But I mean, if you're going to apologize, I guess... Maybe apologize for Bravely Default 2. Don't apologize at all. My point is, Bravely Second was great. And I don't know why they, they apologized for it. Like, it was such an amazing game. So, I don't get it. I saw that 2-1. It's a shame that they seem to have gotten the idea that Bravely Second wasn't well-received by anyone. But perhaps my opinion is a minority one. And most people didn't like it. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, Sketch MPM says Bravely Second's considered the best game in the series. Maybe to the yeah. Western audience. Maybe the Japanese audience hated it. Yeah, it's I guess possible. I don't. I don't know. It's so weird. I it was my game of the year that year. It, that's how much I loved Bravely Second. So I really don't get the idea of apologizing for it. You know, it's it's a shame, but oh well. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Um, hmm. well, good on them. I'm glad it's still selling well, so we can get another sequel, whatever form that might take. Yeah. Uh, but just a nice little small story to start with. And honestly, we got another small story for our second one, though I have a feeling this will excite you guys. Definitely me. Yeah. So the creator of the Cruisin' series uh, had at least a recent interview uh, because Cruisin' Blast is coming up. And they mentioned that uh, they've been taught in a quote to... Um, uh, it's I, I missed who I missed who it's going the quotes too. I'm so sorry. Eugene Jarvis. Yeah, well, Eugene Jarvis is the one who made the quote, but I don't know where the interv- uh, interview came from. Oh, let's um, see. But oh, um, it, either way, he's been no, saying it's a, uh, Nintendo Life. Nintendo oh, it Life. Is Nintendo Life. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if it was to anybody yeah. else. In Nintendo Life just picked it up. Either way, uh, Eugene Jarvis, which is just like, um, boy, that's a nerdy name for such a cool series. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, man. Um, But he said, we've been tossing around some ideas. One thing I've been tossing around is to remaster the classic arcade cruise and trilogy, especially for the Switch, up-resing the content to full HD and a solid 60 hertz frame rate, which would mean we'd get Cruise in USA, Cruise in World, and Cruise in Exotica. Please. Cruise in the world. Yeah. I love these games, man. I love these games. I always play them a handful of times. Yeah, I've only yeah. played them a handful of times, but they were ubiquitous at the arcades. So I was like, you know, oh, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah. No, I'm... The, the cruising games were some of the ones that, like, they were on the, uh, God, what was the name of the arcade board that was supposed to be what was in the N64, but wasn't. Um, but they advertised it as, like, your early arcade games, and the two that stuck out in my mind were Killer Instinct and Cruisin' USA, and they would say, like, Ultra 64 before the game started. And so those were the games that, like, I was most excited to check out when I got my N64 because I was like, oh, 
this is like having the arcade machines of those games at home. It's not, but but it was. Uh, but I spent a lot of time you could get. playing cruising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it, it is just such an awesome arcade racer, and I would love to see these on Switch at sixty FPS. Yep, I'll take it. I'll take it. That'd be butter. I mean, I've already been talking about how Cruise and Blast for Switch was low-key one of my most hype announcements of Nintendo's E3 Direct, and I'm still looking forward to the game. I'm lucky not to have a Cruise and Blast machine at a local bowling alley that my wife and I play on sometimes. It's a really fun game. I love these games. I played the uh, I played Cruise in USA on N64. That was my jam back at the N- <laughs> near the N64's launch. I played that so much, 100% of the whole game, and it was funny because I recently played it again at a party uh, where they had a bunch of retro consoles uh, set up. And I, you know, it's funny how, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I couldn't believe playing Cruising USA on N64. That thing runs at like 15 FPS. But back back <laughs> then, it, it was, it didn't, it didn't matter. It looked incredible. But man, looking at it today, it's funny just how badly it's aged. I would love to see all three games remastered, full 60 FPS, more arcade racers, period. Eugene Jarvis, if you're listening, and why wouldn't she be? Because this is today's news tonight. Do it, man. Do it. You have my full support. I will buy all three or I'll buy them in a combo pack. Whatever, man. I'm in. I'm in for for cruising remastered. Nice. Giddy-A on that uh, Beetle Adventure Racing remake. (laughs) All right. Oh, goodness. Actually, this is the, I'll read this out now because it just seems so uh, pertinent. But Jared Helder with a two Canadian uh, dollar super chat saying, I pre-ordered, pre-ordered Cruising Blast. Is that is that a safe bet? Ash, I'm going to defer to you because I've never actually played any of the Cruising games. I've just, again, they've just an arcade staple. But it was like a dollar to play, I think. So I was like, oh, I'm too cheap. I mean, as, as long as you are not looking for like a driving sim, like a realistic driving sim like Gran Turismo, you're going to be fine. Like cruising is just it's basically a pure arcade racer, uh, all sorts of wacky things going on in the tracks like alien invasions and dinosaurs rampaging. I'm pretty sure you can play as a dinosaur. Maybe you, I think you can play as a unicorn, like a flying unicorn in one of these. I don't know. But basically, as long as you're in for like a San Francisco rush style, just kind of goofy arcade racer all sorts of over-the-top shit happening. You're in good hands with Cruising, I would say. Now, of course, I haven't played the Switch version of Cruising Blast because it's not out yet. I can't guarantee anything on that front. But if we're talking about the series pedigree, if you're in for, you know, a goofy, over-the-top arcade racer, I think you're in really good hands with Cruising Blast. And I'm personally really excited for it, so we'll find out together. So, oh, yeah. I, I definitely yep. am excited for this game. Not not as much as you, Ash, but I'm I'm into the series, and I feel like... Uh, there's a serious lack of just arcade racers in general all over the landscape, oh, yeah. not just on Switch, right. but everywhere. And it's one of those genres that I feel is like ripe for a resurgence, but no one seems to want to. <laughs> so I'm Bond Namco. Bond Namco, I will do things with a capital T for another <laughs> Ridge Racer game, guys. So I'm just saying, I'm here. You got one person at least who will buy a new Ridge Racer game. I'm just saying. One. <laughs> just one. <laughs> That's that is that is tempting. That yeah. is so tempting. Okay, I just I, I just looked up the arcade version of Cruising USA and I didn't realize it was digitized graphics. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. That's oh, yeah, yeah, all the like all the and some aspects of, of the cruising game certainly haven't aged well, like the bikini babes holding the signs and counting of down, you know. That hasn't aged well, but the rest of the game, I you know, I just love how <laughs> wacky fun they are. It is, it is. Uh, I, I picked the like looking at a pretty normal level. It looks like, but what's striking to me right now is how much the original is kind of almost like the classic NES racers, where it's 
they're getting some height there with hills, but it's mainly the roads curving and you just sort of have it procedurally generate in front of you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, whoo, different time. But yep. you can still <laughs> see the fun. You can still yeah. see the fun of it. Like there's, there's something appealing about it still. Right. Um, so that is uh, that's exciting. Actually, real quick before we move on to the next one, Ash, um, mm. I wanted to mention this to you. Speaking of 60 FPS, uh, have you gotten a chance to check out the um, 60 FPS upgrade for Horizon Zero Dawn? I haven't yet. No, I've been playing another 60 FPS game over the weekend, but I really want to check that out. I'm sure it, I'm, I imagine it looks amazing, right? Holy crap. Like, nice. you know, me being in the middle of it, uh, it was one of the few times I could actually see the, like, I went from one week being this one way and then starting up this week and being like, holy crap, it just looks so much more crisp. Also, you could notice in this case. I know sometimes you have a hard yeah, time. Yeah, that's the other thing is I actually okay. noticed. Yeah, I mean, Horizon crazy. was already, and I know Steve will agree with me here, Horizon was already a stunningly beautiful yep. game in 30 FPS on ps4 and so to have it in 60 fps i really yeah i i I gotta find some time just to check that out i won't have time to play through the whole game again unfortunately but uh but i do at least want to just you know dive back into that game for a couple hours and just enjoy the the frame rate boost yeah it is yeah (laughs) it's really interesting and yeah nathan uh the resident evil 2 fanatic uh bloodborne 60 fps fps patch i can man i can guarantee so many people would be happy about that oh so happy well the thing is it's already been unlocked there was like an already an unofficial mod by players that unlocked the frame rate suggesting that it should be perfectly doable but it just hasn't been done in an official capacity yet i don't know i waiting on a special time i don't know yeah, waiting on for Bloodborne two to get announced, and then there you go. Here's the right. original uprest. Or uh, Soul, like Ca- Soulcaster, yes, uh, it's PS five only. The sixty FPS patches is, is only on PS five. Yeah, so yeah, bit limited. But um, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next story. Which uh, this is a weird one. I don't know about this one. <laughs> so there is a report. Uh, that Yakuza's cr- creator, Toshiro, Toshihiro Nagoshi, may be leaving Sega in order to join NetEase. And mm. this is a report from, Bloombo- from Bloomberg. Nagoshi's been with Sega since 1989. Uh, he's worked on, according to this Kotaku article, he's worked on everything from Daytona uh, 500 to Virtual Fighter to F-Zero GX. He's also worked, of course, on um, uh, uh, Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> so that's kind of, I think that was also his creation. Um, but I guess there has been some signs since he uh, did step down from Sega's board of directors and his role as chief creator officer of the company earlier this year. So he might just be looking for other things because apparently NetEase is, really wants to compete with. Uh, um, Tencent. Right. I don't know. This makes me really sad for the same reason that it makes Rob Armanex in our live audience chat sad. Uh, sad. They say, God, this makes me so upset. He's one of the last classic Sega guys that still pump out amazing work. And that's exactly how I feel about this. You're telling me the creator of Sega Rally, Monkey Ball, and Yakuza, anytime you tell me they're leaving Sega, of course I'm going to get sad. Now, it is important to note, though, as the, as the Kotaku article notes, this one man isn't responsible by himself for creating these games. So of course, you know, these series will likely continue to endure and thrive. Uh, will hopefully thrive, at least endure. 
even sure. after his departure. But still, to know that the the man responsible for them behind them is probably leaving is definitely it's it's a blow to a classic Sega fan such as myself. You know, I love classic old school arcade Sega so much, and so you know, to have one of the brain children behind so much of that content from them be leaving is definitely it's a bummer. There's really no way around it. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um, you know, I, this is bad on a couple of fronts for me. One is that, uh, you know, like you said, Ash, this is one of, you know, we already lost Yu Suzuki. We lost Yuji Naka. Uh, you know, we right. lost a lot of talent. Naoto Shima, a bunch of the people that made Sega great have already left. And I get it. You know, 1989 was a long time ago. Uh, but at the same time, there is something comforting about knowing that someone that has you know, there's still some talent there that's been there since way back when. Uh, the, and I find it really, like, unfortunate, but I get it. You know, like, Sega probably can't compete with NetEase or Tencent in terms of what they can offer employees financially. Right. Um, mm. You know, these guys are huge. Uh, and I'm sure that any anybody, right, at some point, there's an amount of money that will turn your head, regardless of how long you've been somewhere. Like, if somebody said, hey, Steve, leave GVG and we'll pay you a million dollars a year, I'd be like, I love Ash and Derek, but that is a lot of cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd drop you guys pretty quick, too. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. Understandable. But it, it, the, the second part of this, the second thing that makes me really sad about this is that I feel like this is going to be another one of those stories where a very talented individual... Uh, who is well known within their studio leaves to go do something new and it just isn't the same like yeah you realize that yeah. that so much of what made this person personally successful is the contributions of the rest of their team and like the old team will suffer for not having that person and this person will suffer for not having their team and everything will just get a little bit worse and i i, I hope that that isn't what happens here but it is a story that's played out multiple times over the last decade. So yeah. the pessimist in me Six. says that Yakuza games I mean, are going to get worse and NetEase is going to put out some stuff that's maybe only mildly better than what they were doing before. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of I mean, how I see this going, too. There are success stories. Look at Platinum. I mean, granted, Capcom hasn't done anything with uh, Clover Studios IPs at all since the guys left to form Platinum. But at least Platinum was successful, made a lot of iconic games. So it's not impossible, but yeah. Yeah, Absolutely not impossible. And I would I would hope that we could uh I, I would hope that we could see something great happen here, but when I hear like giant corporation hires really talented guy, I'm not like this is gonna be good. Like I'm always no. yeah. 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 If if it was him going off to found his own studio, I'd be slightly more optimistic. Um I just wonder like what it had to be a lot of money. Like a lot of money. You would I would think yeah. so. Yeah, I would think so. What else does Netties have? I'm not even sure. I'm not familiar with NetEase. I'm only familiar with Tencent. Uh, um, Tencent has a little bit yeah. of everything. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing... Oh, there's not really a lot uh, listed here. We got Cyber Hunter, Diablo Immortal, Fantasy yeah, Westward partner, Journey, Marvel yeah, Super War. Blizzard to operate Chinese versions of their games. Makes you want to huh. put puppies and kittens up on the screen screen instead. Yeah, <laughs> I still have that button. They, <laughs> they definitely don't seem to have a lot. Like, I think they, um, 
They got a license agreement to license Blizzard's uh, Overwatch in PRC, uh, so China. Um, they got licenses to uh, for Minecraft. Basically, they just sort of develop and they don't have a lot. <laughs> they really no. don't. So I guess and they're just trying to compete with Tencent. Of a bummer. Yeah, it is mostly mobile. I don't yeah. don't see any console stuff here. So such a bummer. I mean, of course, again, you can't oh, never blame Nagoshi if he, if he's getting you know a big fat paycheck to leave. I get that yeah. for sure, but man, it's such a bummer. It's just you know it's a bummer in in a holistic sense for the rest of us who who love his output and love his content, but. And his development sensibilities, but hey, for him, if he's getting a big fat paycheck, good for him. Take it. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. blame him one bit. Yeah, I do have to say, uh, someone mentioned in the YouTube side of the chat that this is kind of similar to hearing that Miyamoto is leaving Nintendo. And while it's definitely not on that magnitude, um, unfortunately, I think Nagoshi is not, you know, well known enough to where people like you don't hear pop culture references to the creator of Yakuza. Um, yeah. But I do think that for Sega, it's a similar level of impact. Like it's a pretty big departure if this is all true, yeah. right? Where this is yeah. all yeah. Still we don't we don't know. It's still undecided as far as we can tell. Um, yeah. Right. So hard to say. Uh, also, despite us not really knowing the games for uh, NetEase, um, they do have annual revenues of uh, that exceed a billion dollars. Right, so, which ladies is huge. They got some deep yeah, pockets. They're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're doing yep. fine. And again, can't blame you know Nagoshi San. And I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, but you know, respect to his development teams as well. I don't want to make it seem like as though this one man leaving means those series are ruined. Oh like no, you Steve, I share your concerns, and I'm a little worried that maybe they will go downhill, but maybe not. And the, yeah. you know, these are made by entire teams of people. So let's cross our fingers. And hope that uh, we keep getting, you know, the games we love in these series that he helmed. Helms slash helmed, depending <laughs> depending on what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, this report was that uh, they're finalizing a contract. It could very well be that Nagoshi is just trying to get Sega to pay him more, right? And, you know, this, this contract leaking comes at an appropriate time right. and maybe Sega will <laughs> realizing what they're about to lose rush out and be like okay yeah yeah like yeah. we'll give you more money just don't go <laughs> yeah Sega, I think Yakuza at this Sega point is one of their more. most prof- profitable series so yeah yeah I mean Sega absolutely if if he's unhappy with his pay and you can afford it you absolutely should pay him right more. by the mm. way before we move on I actually did because this is kind of related Steve I had to ask you I did watch the new uh lost judgment story trailer over the weekend and i have to ask you if you have because it's i am so good i am in the same place with lost judgment as i am with metroid dread i'm just not consuming more trailers at this point makes sense (laughs) got it got it got it cool yep i it makes sense but uh speaking of sense and dollars because oh my god wow um, mega amster jeez you guys are getting super generous tonight uh wow um with a 49 dollar and 99 cent uh super chat mega amster thank you so so much thank saying hey guys much. been following all of you for years now and wanted to celebrate moving into my new apartment by no- donating to my favorite internet trio thank you for the passion and dedication you always put into your content here's to more good vibes wow, uh, congratulations wow. on the new apartment thank you yeah, yeah. congrats that's, what a, that's an that's- awesome feeling good for you 
I, I, I don't know if it's your first apartment or just a new better one, but uh, either way, I uh, yeah. love that sense, good sense of free, freedom. Hopefully you're in a good spot. You can easily walk to cool things, like go down and get a pizza if you want to or something like that. Oh, yeah. That is, <laughs> Thank that is you definitely so. one of the criterion by which I judge my apartment quality. <laughs> and I can I, guarantee you that your apartment is awesome because the first word in your username tells me you have damn good taste, Mega Amster. So... <laughs> I bet oh your apartment's awesome. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you very much for the incredibly kind jo- uh, donation and for the incredibly kind words. Thank that you. means mm-hmm. so much to us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I, yeah. I, 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 the, the apartment itself was cheap and not great, but it's it cheap. <laughs> but it was within walking distance to a good Chinese place, uh, a little Caesars, <laughs> and uh, um, a uh, ice cream place. I'm like, all right, well, nice. I'm kind of set. I will say, having stayed at Ash's apartment and officially having my bearings about what's around him, he has a damned fine apartment. There's food oh, everywhere. It's so great here. Everywhere. Also, it makes it impossible to keep weight off, but it's really convenient. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. Also, Mecha Amster is in our uh, live audience patron chat saying hi. Ooh, uh, so hello. thank you for hanging out with us in, in live audience chat. And I know you said you don't usually interact with chat too much, but y'all are the best. Well, would love to have you here in chat anytime you want to be. Thank you so much for being here and for being part of the community, man. Yeah, absolutely. And if absolutely. you would like to join our live audience patron chat, <laughs> patreon.com slash gaming, where you yes. can find out more. Only $1. There you go. Yep. Actually, yep. is live audience $1 or is it $5? Is it no, $5, $5 gets you into the live audience chat. $1 gets you into our exclusive Discord, which has like 200 channels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. The live audience channel is at the live audience tier. And then there's producer, executive producer, a whole bunch of other ones. And all so the way forth. Up to yeah. Sponsor, which you'll hear more about at the end of the show. There right. you go. By the way, uh, I hope uh, that's okay with you. Mega answer, but Eddie beast, your new. I hope that's okay. I don't know if it was just me, but Ash sounded like a robot through that whole thing. I didn't catch a word. Oh, I like a robot me. Oh, okay. All right. Wow, he's back. So, what was the bad news? We're all back, by the way. I believe that. uh, Yes, I do see it. It says excellent connection. Uh, What happened? Derek, however, Uh, my internet went down for like a hot second. Um, For once, it wasn't my internet. That's weird because we were talking to you. Oh, I'm sure you guys were. I could hear bits and pieces. Oh, Uh, like we could see you moving. It was very weird. Yeah, that's why I just stopped talking and (laughs) started making faces at the screen instead. (laughs) Oh, God, I I am. I am the chat. Okay, there we go. I was going to say I am the chat. Yeah, I okay. I was worried because I was complaining like Ash said something and I was like, oh, I couldn't hear it. And that happens sometimes. But then I realized I couldn't hear Derek either. And I started to freak out. And then I went <laughs> to the chat to see what people were saying. And it said I was disconnected from the chat. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And right bad. as I was about to reboot my router, everything came back to working. So, hi, we're still here, I think. And we're here. For once, it wasn't Spectrum on my end. For once. Weird. I'm so happy. Huh. Yes. Well, that All was right. scary. Well, yeah, that, that, was that was scary. You know what else yeah. is scary? Our next news topic. Ooh, that was so <laughs> well done. Segue. Way to recover. I love it. Thank you. Hell yeah. 
So, uh, the first screens uh, from the new Resident Evil reboot mo- movie called Welcome to Resident uh, Welcome to Raccoon City uh, have been released. And as a reminder, this movie is based on Resident Evil 1 and 2. So we have screens of Leon and Claire. Uh, we have uh, everybody in the entryway to the Spencer Estates. So we get to see Chris and Jill and Barry and... Um, I think Wesker might be uh, Wesker might be there. I can't tell who's Wesker. And actually, surprise of all surprise, Lisa Trevor's here. She's going to be featured. Hmm. So I, this looks cool so far. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate Nibel letting us know for sure uh, from the interview with the director Johannes Roberts that this is these are not connected to any of the previous movies. Thank the Lord. That is a objectively a good thing. <laughs> Uh, it's a return to the franchise's horror roots, also a good thing. And apparently Capcom worked closely uh, with, with the team. So hopefully this will result in something a little bit more true to form <laughs> where Resident Evil is concerned <laughs> compared to the previous movies. Yeah. I like they, the they, idea that it's based on like one and two. I feel like neither of them would stand alone very well as a movie, but there's some good like linkage that happens there. So I'm excited to see it, but I wonder how you do the the handoff between Chris and Chris and Jill and and Leon and Claire. Like, how does I that? I feel like you in- almost go back and forth. Like Claire arrives looking for Chris, and Claire and Leon arrive as they're looking for Chris, and have all the the crazy stuff going on in the city while they deal with the mansion, and like it just oh, that's so true. happened to happen. Mm-hmm. Make it all happen contemporaneously. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. I will say Leon doesn't look like Leon at all, although the interview goes into why that was a, an intentional creative decision. And oh, okay. you know, that's fine. I, I get, you know, they basically said uh, the, the director said that some video game movie adaptations, they think uh, focus too hard on getting somebody who looks exactly like the video game character, right? And whether or mm. not that person is the right fit for the role. And in this case, they went for somebody who they felt, really fit the character even if, even if he doesn't look exactly like leon in game i, I was gonna say frequent time. positron kind of nails the issues with leon for me on the head he just says imagine leon's hair in real life which i was gonna say like <laughs> casting someone who has trunks's haircut from dragon ball z would be pretty hard <laughs> like a grown yeah man. right it is I, weird I, actually when my hair is a certain length when it's parted right down the middle i actually do kind of have the leon haircut so if anyone wants me to play you know wants to hire me to play leon I, you know, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm available. I'm available. I, I, I uh, will no, say, I uh, Chris, if I'm, it's who I think is Chris, I'm pretty sure I, I could see him punching boulders. Uh-huh. He, has some, he has some guns on him. Yeah. I, I hope he does. I, that would be something I would like them to actually keep as, I, the, uh, the, you know, in the movies. And the funny thing is I've seen, I have seen some nitpicks, uh, for, for these screenshots where, uh, they're like, why isn't uh, Claire's uh, hair in a ponytail? Uh, where's Jill's shoulder pads? Um, and a lot of people saying that the the costumes look a little bit bad cosplay ish. Um, and I only mostly see that with Leon's police outfit. The stars uniforms look fine to me. Claire, it's hard to tell, but looks mostly fine to me. Uh, and Lisa, I'll have to see you in motion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about Lisa. I'm looking these right. up right now just so I can get a closer look at them. Oh, I, I have a, I have the link for you so you can take a oh, look. Oh, yeah, I've got so. it. I'm, I'm... Okay. But. Yeah. yeah. I, got... yeah. 
Yeah, the Leon outfit looks really bad. Like it, really, it seems really so bad. ill fit, ill fitting. It, it, yeah, but I agree that the stars uniforms look fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. they they're very yeah, uh, close to the source material, and they look really good, like in real life. But yeah, the I mean, it looks like a spirit Halloween store costume. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'll i see them. I'm curious. You know, I, I enjoy me a, a good Resident Evil movie. By that, I mean, there really haven't really been any yet. But I mean, I, I saw the first it. one in theater. The first yeah. two in theaters, and then I gave up. Same. I think I saw the first two as well, then I yeah, gave up. And I, I remember liking the, the first original Resident Evil movie enough at the time. Like, it was obviously not very good. But I remember not hating it, at least. So Same. You know, yeah. I, I, mean, I feel like... I feel like it's you guys want to talk about spirit Halloween costumes... Look at Nemesis in Resident Evil 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> the the yeah. second movie. Yeah, good point. Yeah. That was freaking ridiculous. <laughs> uh-huh. And, cool. yeah. I, I mean, uh, I think, hold on. I think it's, I think it is this year. I want to say November. I feel like I thought it was this year for whatever reason. Um, let's see. I know... Let's see. Yeah, November twenty fourth. November twenty fourth. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hopeful. Um, I think it could be uh pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Um, it is theaters only, so can't get can't do have to go, have to actually go to a theater for it. Right. So we'll we'll see if that gets affected at all. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm hopeful, and I check it out. I'd mm-hmm. probably check it out. Give yeah. it a, I, I, Really, it's hard to tell from just screenshots. I'm hoping for trailers. Like, a good trailer would yeah. do it. Yeah, same. Agreed. I, I think seeing seeing these characters in motion will probably satisfy some of the doubts I have. Because um, when I look at the Leon costume, it looks pretty bad in a still. But you never know, like, with when they're actually, like, playing a scene out, will, like, care all that much, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I am interested in the monster designs or zombie designs. Should, I don't know that that thing we see in that picture is a zombie. But... Oh, that's Lisa Trevor. Do you, did you ever play the Resident Evil remake? No, I have not played RE remake. Oh, okay. So Lisa is kind of like the proto um, Mr. X in Resident Evil oh. 2. Uh, she doesn't show up okay. a lot. She doesn't stalk in the same way, but she's this sort of unkillable thing that wanders around and can do massive damage to you if you get caught up to her. It was not in the original. Um, and she's basically just incredibly experimented on very tragic figure, but messed up in the head. It's just one of those like, that's goof. Cool. I, I think, mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. villain concept. <laughs> I, I think yeah. that like that, that weird face, the reason she has the weird face, I'm pretty sure that's her mother's face. Just sort of pulled over her own. Oh, mm. you know, as is, you know, want as to happen. Yeah. 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 As you do. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, like I said, the fact that you pulled Lisa from the remake is uh, interesting to me, but I'm down. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. But there is uh, one more uh, news story to cover, and it can be easily summed up as, oh, Nintendo. <laughs> so Nintendo has shut down Riptide's Smash Tournament over the use their use of the Project Plus mod, basically, I believe, ensuring that they can actually play online with each other. 
it's it, the event's organizers uh, said in a Twitter, Twitter post last Friday saying Riptide was contacted recently by a Nintendo of America Inc. representative regarding our Project Plus events. As a result of that conversation, there will be no Project Plus tournaments or setups at Riptide. And the thing is, this thing was scheduled for September 10th. So there's been a lot of co- uh, complaints from people in the community because, um, as they mentioned, uh, this was Me- Melee Pro player Joe Sniffy saying, Super cool of Nintendo to cancel an event that's been planned for months just two weeks before it happens. It's so considerate to all the people that bought plane tickets and hotels months ago, which are now useless. Keep up the great work, Nintendo. And, Yeah. It's one of those things where they're once again protecting things and protecting their bits and all that, but it's just, they did it so late, it just feels like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it feels, it it sucks that they did it as late as it did. I mean, you know, at some point, I guess you have to expect that this is going to happen, whether it's, you know, right or not, because they did shut down the whole, uh, there's the whole Slippy Mod thing from a few months ago. They, you know, didn't want people using that in tournaments and so I guess at some point you kind of have to expect this behavior from Nintendo, no matter how asinine it is. But it is really messed up that they, you know, basically contacted them so late, so close to the event. Like, you know, I, I've made my thoughts on on the Melee community and the, the Pro Smash community at times, uh, you know, made. I've made my opinions on that clear. But I still think it's shitty that all these people who bought plane tickets and hotel rooms and stuff and are were planning to compete specifically in this mod, the fact that, you know, now their plans are all messed up two weeks out because Nintendo decided to do this now. It's pretty messed up, and it, it, it's it's unfortunate. And as the uh, Kotaku article says, this part or this instance is even weirder because the Project Plus tournament would have been completely offline. So I don't know. Plus, the mod also requires disc copies of Brawl to work, at least according to the, to the article. So it's not as though you're you're using pirated copies of Brawl either. So it seems to be a bit, I mean, I know Nintendo's got to protect their IP and that's what it comes down to in the end. Mm. I get that. But this just seems like such a specific thing to to tamp down on when you're already not playing it online and you're already using legit copies. It's, It's just, it's a shame. The thing is, I mean, you know, like you said, Ash, you have to expect this behavior from Nintendo. Unfortunate though it is, like... Nothing in their history has has trained us to think that they would let something like yeah. this slide. Like if I, mm-hmm. you know, wanted to go to a tournament where they were going to play modded copies of Smash Brothers, I would just assume that it wasn't going to actually happen at this point. Yeah, I would. And I, yeah. hate, I, I hate that that's the, the logic, the logical conclusion here, but Nintendo has never proven uh to be willing to let people uh use their ip for any reason like any uh i can't think of like a popular fan-based initiative that utilizes a nintendo game either as a base for an original creation or as you know something to modify that has ever gotten off the ground we didn't even talk about the fact that nintendo pulled down another metroid 2 fan game uh last week because uh, it was, you mean the you mean right. the Metroid Prime 2D? Yes, thing yeah, that yeah. Metroid right. Prime 2D Prime. got got yeah. DMCA'd out of existence. So, and, and it's just such a non-event at, at this point. Like we all know, like anytime someone showcases some cool thing that the Nintendo fan community is doing, everyone's like, "Great, now Nintendo's going to kill it." Yeah, you have to. You cannot show yeah. it until it is done. Yep. Yeah. 
And so I, I hate that we live in a world where Nintendo feels like this is the way to protect their IP from its fans. Um, I, you know, meanwhile, you look at the Sonic community and they're right. like what they do. It's like, geez, that is yeah. precisely where I was headed. Like Sega does, does it right. Like they, they encourage their fans to embrace their IPs and, and use them in interesting and original ways. I mean, there's, there's literally Sonic game jams that happen, which is kind of in a roundabout way how Sonic mania was born. Right. Uh, yeah. Which, God damn it. Come on, Nintendo. Like. It's not going to hurt your sales for people to play a 20-year-old modded copy of Smash, but <sighs> Nintendo's going to Nintendo, and yeah, that's really what it comes down to. They may be. I still love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, on the other hand, it's it's you know, it's eth- ethically, it's a shame. Like it, it's just it. You wish they wouldn't clamp down on something so specific and try to protect the IP. And and we're not even talking about modding ultimate. This is such an, you know, we're talking about brawl here. And so it's a shame that they have to, you know, kind of clamp down on something so specific. But on the other hand, they also, as much as we don't like it, they also don't owe anyone anything. They don't owe the smash community, the, you know, to the allowance of letting them play this mod. Like it's not project plus they, they don't owe anyone support for that. So it sucks, but you know technically they are well within their legal rights to do this. It's it's a shame though. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's a damn so shame. But they R. also R. know people are going to continue buying Ultimate. You know, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Ultimate's the latest and greatest thing, and it's yeah. it, it's wildly popular. And this isn't mm-hmm. going to stop people from buying or supporting Ultimate, nor should it, in my opinion. But they know that. And they so they know they can easily the vast the, the, the straight truth is the vast majority of people who play Smash aren't going to care about this at all. And that's just kind of true what it comes down to. I mean, um, and they, Nintendo didn't go after any of the, the other tournaments like they're, they're still hosting the Smash Ultimate Tournament, their Splatoon 2 Tournament or Riptide. Right. So right. it's all not taken care you know, all there. But uh, the, the, apparently a sequel event of sorts to Riptide called Low Tide City is taking place in October and it's still set to feature Project Plus. You know, maybe you're just quoting disaster at this point. <laughs> I was like, I yeah. feel like it's not going to feature Project Plus, but I guess we'll see. Yep. But yeah. Hmm. Come on, Nintendo. Let people have fun. Right. Uh, <laughs> and Jet said, no, Riptide as a whole wasn't shut down. It was specifically the Project Plus tournament at Riptide. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, Riptide itself is still good. So it's just the people who are going there specifically for Project Plus, right? So I don't know. It's it's just as Steve said, it's it's the most predictable thing out there. And if it wasn't such a pretty much slow news day, <laughs> this probably wouldn't even made it onto the onto the news because it is just yeah. yep, that's Nintendo. Yep, yep. So. Uh, that's just how it is. But with that said, that's um pretty much it for the uh uh for the news this week this uh, today. Not a whole lot happened over the weekend, but uh, maybe that's for the best because Steve was in slumber, so he had, yeah, exactly. <laughs> had no way to reinteract <laughs> with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um yeah, with that, I think we've covered all the major headline headlines from today's news. But before we sign off. 
as always, we want to give a special uh, thank you to all of our patrons, big and small. Uh, it just means so much that you want to put your money behind us and support us in that way. It is uh, We are just so grateful. And, of course, a extra special thanks to all of our patrons at the producer tier, uh, as this show just simply would not be possible without all of you. So thank you so much. And finally, a massive, massive thank you to our executive producers and above. And that includes Jared Ediger. Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Itiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotek, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Azran127, Pagrima, Ken Roulet 09, Jake Polka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Joseph, uh, Joseph Bayer, uh, Orm M, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzy Wigoid, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Stingle, West Egg, Deaneth, Coda, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes in 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling, Hi, Mom. Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Kane Woolley, Skull Kid Tiger, AGB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, uh, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, Nathan the Voice Actor, Chibi J, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Fangs, Dinner, so- so- Dinner Sonic, Freyam, Mason Riley, Riley, excuse me, and Keel. Thank you all so, so much Woo! for your support. Means the world. And, uh, geez, there's so many of you. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but one final thing before we uh, completely sign off is uh, this past weekend, I believe, was the birthday of one um, uh, Matt McMuscles. So happy birthday, oh, happy hey. belated birthday to it him. It was indeed. So, happy yeah. birthday. And remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad-free content for as little as $5 a month. You want that uh, two-hour Ace Attorney discussion in podcast form? That's how you'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) That might be good for long to go. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good, Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. So until next time, good night. Good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.